0: All right, we
1: on. Welcome to the inaugural episode of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It is 20 years old today, and I'm stoked about that. So we are celebrating the best way we can by talking about it at nauseum, about things that we've already discussed many times over as friends. This is not a recap show. It's just a show about something that I love. It's very near and dear to my heart. And uh, let's have some fun. The clock is great. Music back up. <laughs> And second episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer wow wow I said Slayer <laughs> take two Slayer
0: this is the preeminent Slayer podcast where we talk about Slayer song by song no no no, 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 no.
1: Buffy no. the Vampire Slayer
0: oh sh- I'm in the wrong room okay are you gonna leave no I think I'll I think I'll stay
1: this is my very good friend Daniel this is me and my name is Kelly and I'm a huge Buffy fan. Uh, uh we're going to be talking yes. We're both fans. Both fans. Both huge fans of the huge show. Fans. Uh, we're going to be talking about the very first episode, Welcome to the Hellmouth, as well as the second episode which was aired on the same day, which is why we're releasing at the same time, The Harvest. So in order to kind of wrap our heads around appropriately how to watch Buffy, we were going to Put ourselves back in the nineties. I did not watch the show when it first aired. I didn't know it existed. But I did start watching it like live during the fifth season. But at this time, yeah, no, I'm nine. What am I doing watching Buffy? Okay, well let's let's go back to the nineties. Let's go back to the The nineties. Okay, so nineteen ninety
0: seven. We're in March 10th It's March 10th, 1997 Yes So far this year We've had a couple of great things That have happened Really? Yes, a couple of great things Are you ready? Yeah, I think so Number one Little dude Named Bill Clinton Oh Was inaugurated In his second term as Something called The President of the United States Oh, we don't have those anymore though I don't know what that is Yeah Uh, On February 4th Something you You were just You came from Serbia
1: Oh, yeah well, I did not come from Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: did not come. No, but you lived in Serbia for a moment. Yes, uh, Slobodan Milosevic uh, recognized opposition victories in the 1996 elections in Serbia. Huh? We're on our way to the Serbian war. Uh, yeah, because that's war. all part so of the over, Yugoslav war. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And over the course of the next uh, six years, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be exploring Serbian politics. This is mainly a Serbian political podcast. Oh, the former Yugoslavia podcast. The former Yugoslavia. Uh, The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above 7,000 for the very first time. Oh,
1: my God. That's a fact I would never find out on my own. We are over 21,000 today. Wait, so you just said over 7,000. Now we're over 21,000?
0: We're over 21,000 today. Correct.
1: That seems like a big number.
0: That was uh, was on the 13th of February. All right, then. Those are big numbers. Um, On the 22nd of February dolly the sheep was cloned
1: <gasps> dolly really that happened that long that ago that
0: happened in 1997 no exactly and uh and then it led to on uh, march 4th so last week uh president clinton banned federal funding for human cloning
1: <laughs> like hey that's neat
0: don't ever do that don't ever do that to <laughs> humans so that's where we are okay so uh not to spoil any sort of films or music but we're just going to go over some fun
1: <laughs> it's been 20 years
0: <laughs> it's... like come on it's been 20 years it's been 20 years that's fair everything's uh, fair game okay but uh uh, Kelly, do, do you know what the highest grossing film of 1997
1: is? Titanic, right? It's got
0: to be Titanic. <laughs> I guess it's not even a fair question. Right? It's
1: Titanic. It's At Titanic. Bottom, oh, okay, yeah, okay. But
0: far in a, yeah, far in a For way. a
1: second, I was like, is it not Titanic?
0: <laughs> no. It could be one of the, the movies that have come out so far in oh, 1997. Yeah. So let's dive into that. So on, on February 7th, you could have gone to the movie theater to watch Dante's Peak. Oh. I've never seen that. I've never seen that either. But you probably have seen uh, both of these. On the 14th, on Valentine's Day, you could go to see Fools Rush In.
1: Oh, yeah, I have seen that Vegas one. And
0: Vegas Vacation.
1: Nope, I don't even Is that National Lampoon's one? It is. Oh, it is. Okay. It's, it's
0: just another of the very quickly dying it's, vacation franchise. Christmas. Yeah. It's No, no, Vegas. this is decades after, not decades, but, you know, 10 years later, yeah, which okay. is not going to be as good. However, you probably have seen at least one of these uh, on March 7th, so literally three days ago in 1997, Jungle to Jungle.
1: <gasps> I love Jungle Jungle. To jungle to Jungle.
0: Tim Allen. Yes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas
1: is it no it, it's no it's the kid jonathan taylor it's thomas. not jonathan it's some rando kid with long flowy hair it is absolutely not jonathan taylor thomas do not try to steal some home improvement glory
0: just that's eh, tom and hawk i mean wild america that's, that's a, the one no that's a movie but that's not what i'm thinking of well so is jungle the jungle wild america did come out in 97 though yeah listen i'm gonna stand by i'm gonna stand by that my statement from before so Jungle the Jungle had Jonathan Taylor no, it did and Tim Allen no, also it Private Parts came out Howard Stern's. oh it. yeah okay I have seen that one too crazy who knew who knew alright so in music just to push a little forward we also have a little music podcast about Bob Dylan if you don't know it's on the window <laughs> nice we're, plug eh,
1: oh. we're the same oh, people
0: and Hey, you were do you know who won a Grammy for Best Record oh, in nineteen ninety seven? I knew
1: I think I learned this on our other podcast. I'm sure
0: you did. Isn't uh it's Bob a podcast Dillon? about Bob Dylan, so I think <laughs> I hope you learned something. Uh but anyways, guess what single came out on the seventh of January? This is it the one we listened to? Wanna be by the Spice Girls. Oh.
1: <laughs> who knew? Yes.
0: That's crazy. That's a classic. So I'm just gonna run through a couple of records that came out over the course Spice of the years. Spice Girls is
1: never on Buffy. It's too, too Yeah, and,
0: and Spice Girls also didn't I don't think they released a record maybe later this year. Uh Uh, Daft Punk their Uh, first record Homework came out in January Built to Spill who I love who are from Portland, Oregon Perfect From Now On came out David Bowie released Earthling Hmm. Offspring had Ixnay on the ombre Blur their self-titled came out in 97 I didn't even know Is that the one that song too is on? Absolutely Um, Pavement Brighten the Corners amazing record came out in 97 Uh, Sick of It All's Built to Last Nice. Uh, Veruca Salt. Yeah, I put Veruca that on Salt. there for you. Eight Arms to Hold You. Yes. Anal Cunt came out with I Like It When You Die. Well, of course. Of course. Elliot Smith's fucking classic Either or, came out. Marcy Playground was oh, the yeah, thing. Man. Marcy Playground. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds uh, who just released an amazing record last year. Uh, I'm just starting to kind of get up on them. They came out with The Boatman's Call in 97. U2's Pop, which apparently people hated. Yeah. 97 came out. That. Van Morrison Healing Game. And then a band called Threshold, which I don't know if you've even... I don't know. Threshold. Uh, these actually came out. These two came out on the day of Buffy's uh, episode airing. Threshold, Extinct, ex- Extinct, Instinct. Oh, that's. They seem like that. a weird metal band just mm. by yeah, the artwork. And, stuff, yeah. and then the Bee Gees, Stillwater is <laughs> still around. Um, yeah. So, and then a couple famous deaths just that have happened so far in '97. Uh, a personal uh, hero of mine, Town- Towns Van Zant, died on the first of the year in '97. Uh, Charles Benton Huggins, the 1966 Nobel Prize winner for cancer research, died on the 12th of January. This is a bummer. I know. Notorious B.I.G.
1: <gasps> oh, yeah. Died
0: yesterday Damn. in 1997. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a rough it's rough going out there it
1: was Tupac and then
0: Biggie right yeah Tupac died in 96 right, yeah. yeah he died uh, anyways so that's <laughs> 1997 um, as we go forward I think we're just going to kind of break it down into sort of big situations but yeah. as of right now I think it's fun to what came out this week We've set the and, stage man yeah and albums used to come out on on Tuesdays I think movies used to come out Thursdays. on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Thursdays no, no. yeah right now they just kind of come out whenever yeah. uh, well Wednesdays I mean movies have Wednesday releases okay. now so I think movies are a lot you know sort of yeah so uh with this one we're definitely working with tuesdays for music i think Fridays really for for movies Mm. um so we're definitely going to be updating you as we go on and then just talking about maybe some some bigger stuff but that's where we are so dolly's cloned Milosevic is in power and he's saying okay to elections and um you know
1: bill clinton is a
0: thing well
1: i uh watch a lot of vh1 or i did so it's like oh, hard yeah. to know was this a vh1 clip show or do i actually yeah, legitimately remember this fair. from
0: my life it's like the 80s did you actually were you there no absolutely no, not we were three and two but at the end of it but i was there yeah i was i <laughs> exactly. actually i was there i think if you look at the video of the berlin wall coming down i was there bringing it down. Time. Right. absolutely yeah. no i was a baby guy.
1: daniel right. just mm-hmm. <sighs>
0: But you know, I I could be wrong.
1: Gorbachev, we mean Daniel.
0: Tear down this wall. wall. No.
1: So now that we're appropriately back in the nineties, yeah, March tenth, nineteen ninety-seven. What you thought about the episode?
0: So I took notes, um, as 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 you do. Right. Uh, And so the first thing I noticed right away, uh, Darla. Mm -hmm. Our friend Darla.
1: Very first person we get to meet on the show,
0: Darla. I stopped watching Dexter because she died. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. Julie Benz. It's Julie Benz. So I loved it. I really enjoyed the the way the camera panned over the guy's um, shoulder to look over at the door. And then came back and Julie was fine. Or Darla was fine. And everyone's cool. (laughs) Julie's fine too, for the record. (laughs) Julie's fine too. But then then Darla becomes a vampire. And I thought it was really... You know, I kind of understand what they were doing, but I thought it was really well done. Where it's like, obviously, this is going to be the thing. Oh, wait. Mm -hmm. Boom. And then I thought it set the tone well.
1: Yeah, because I enjoyed that. Joss Whedon's whole thing was I'm turning horror on its head. Uh, Everybody thinks the blonde girl's yeah. gonna get it, but ah, uh, the blonde girl's well, a monster. Watch out! Which is really cool. It was subversive at the time. Yeah, for '97 was subversive. Yeah. Now we're all Jaden and we know better yeah, because know. like anybody can do anything. There's no stakes. Whatever. Oh!
0: Yeah. It's like the camera's going over the shoulder. He's not gonna die now. He's yes. gonna die when he watches the ring in <laughs> you know seven days from now. Right. Um, okay, so then it goes to Sarah Jessica Parker.
1: Sarah I, Jessica Parker. <laughs> Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> You're leaving that in. Oh, no. You're leaving that oh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I... That's... If I can say Slower, then you no, can say that's terrible. Just
0: oh, I just have the wrong initials that's right. on just here. Just hit it. Oh, my God. You can you can pause it if you need to. No, no. we're It's going to stay in. Okay, right. so I have a note that says, uh, quote, okay, Sarah, just, you know, shake around in this definitely slept in bed so we can overlay a bunch of nonsense.
1: <laughs> and I think that
0: that's so the time period, like... The master is a thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Lucas, Luke, Luke, just Luke is a thing. Darla's a thing. Like, well,
1: fuck the, off. this whole thing is really interesting because she's having a prophetic dream, right? Like, we we almost ah! never touch on again beyond the first season, uh-huh. which is really funny that it's such a big deal, such a big focal point in this episode. But
0: as the two episodes combined, very important. I think they they do the the. Those all going together very well. Yeah. And it works on on that level. But yeah, it's some bullshit.
1: I, mean, I think it's fine to well, do. We, it's just hilarious. Well, well, once like, yeah, to the harvest,
0: but once we get to the harvest and we start, you know, Giles starts giving us the fucking rules. Mm-hmm. This becomes weird because you're just like not a thing yeah it just doesn't become a you know we never see it again
1: also most of the clips from her uh nightmare pro- like her prophetic yeah. dream are used in that intro like mm-hmm. in every generation yeah. of slayers yeah. but one girl blah, blah blah right yeah they use those same clips which, which are just later in the, the library the repeats the
0: rocks song. that oh, yeah. verbatim much basically. better which is
1: why they actually use anthony stewart head to do the voiceover for it in see, season two knowledge, because knowledge
0: right here yeah Okay, so skating was cool Mm -hmm. in 1997. Does Xander know how to skate? Is he late? Is he trying to be cool but failing? Because no one seems to care when he wipes out.
1: But you're saying skating because you're cooler than me? Because when I you say skating, was, I think ice skating. Because uh, Buffy loves ice skating. Well, you mean a skateboarding? Yeah, dude. Oh, come on now. All right, see, I don't know. It's Season two, stuff. there's even an episode where she's making out with Angel on the ice. He's got vampire face. He's like, how could you love me? I'm a monster. She's like, I love you anyway. <laughs> you don't remember this?
0: Legit don't remember. Okay. We anyway, must have been continue. super drunk. Stand
1: on the skateboard.
0: No, I mean, what's going on? I mean, what's... <laughs> does it, he hit a railing and no one seemed to give him a fuck like, <laughs> like this is an everyday occurrence skating is cool we just talked about the offspring i mean just throw out some offspring <laughs> but 94 has happened skating is cool skate punk is a thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: xander's the only southern california kid skating <laughs> and everyone's like what is this perplexing man doing on his board of wheels <laughs> like what the I fuck is happening? and the willow's like hey Xander as if his crashing is a normal occurrence yes so well, hit me
1: up what the hell what's uh, going on that they never have Xander on a skateboard again because that scene was so hard to film I hope not and he does hold the skateboard <laughs> alluding to the fact that he may have once in his life skateboard
0: do you think when they, we get down to the basement and Cordelia's like they're gonna have sex do you think oh in season 2 or 3 or whatever. no it's 2 it
1: it's 2 when, in the, like, it's the,
0: two when yeah. they get together oh yeah man also Cordelia Xander I'm gonna say I don't, I'm into it <laughs> but do you think the skateboard's down there just sitting <laughs> yeah. in the corner in Buffy's
1: basement yes Xander's skateboard it's definitely in Buffy's <laughs> No, basement. I thought Buffy's
0: basement. <laughs> yes, it says, is. No, because dad, his dad comes down and is like, oh, I'm Oh, dad. you mean when
1: he's living in the Living basement. Basement. Sorry, I thought yeah. well, you said with Xander and Cordelia. Cordelia's never shown oh, in his in basement. basement yeah. when they're like having their moment when they the bug like, guy oh, from the the trio of oh, assassins. I'm not looking forward to any of that. Right.
0: Anyway, so, oh my God, Willow is adorable. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Willow is adorable. And Xander and Willow's <laughs> chemistry right away is really magnetic. I'm already... I know that I'm, I'm, I'm jaded. I'm biased. I understand where they're going with all of it. But right away, you can just tell their friends. Yeah. However, a moment later, we meet Jesse. And instantly, <laughs> you realize that Jesse has nothing to do with the show. Because they're like, hey, Xander, what's up? 10th grade was cool. Also, remember when we were five? Yeah, we have our own language. Jesse love jesse and that's what you say to someone who's not your friend i know and jesse is completely really absurd and i'm like go back to six feet under where you're an asshole go back to 24 <laughs> where you die in ctu you know it's like i don't i don't understand i don't understand him except to be a weird vampire who ends up just like Doing nothing. Yeah. He did nothing. He just like tried to lock him in the room and fucked that up. Well,
1: and then that's it. The entire purpose for his existence is because Joss Whedon thought he was like really super clever because he wanted to kill somebody yeah. that was in the opening credits in the very first well, episode. Well, I will say, again,
0: we're being very jaded yeah. and ridiculous on the source material because it is, again, a really great episode, and that actually does work okay it works okay well I, if he would have pulled coming, off but... the
1: gag it would have been way better yeah. the only reason I'm personally bitter about it is not against him it's because he used that gag to kill Tara so that's why well, I personally have a thorn about that
0: Kelly clear up your 2022 schedule because we will get to Tara <laughs> don't you worry okay so when he meets when uh when uh Buffy. <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> when Buffy meets uh, Principal, not Doug Flutie, but Bob Flutie. Bob Flutie. Um, basically, what I heard was, "Quote, bitch, did you burn your old school down?" <laughs> well, a clean slate is what you're going to have here at the WB. I'm interested in. <laughs> I'm interested in what it says here about your Rotten Tomatoes score, though. But. <laughs> But we'll let that slide.
1: The conversation you heard is way more meta than the conversation that happened on screen. <laughs> Bob Flutie has all the hot takes on Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> He 1992. He was like, I'm going to take
0: this chance on this shitty movie, <laughs> which we'll get to at some other later by date. by movie, I
1: mean the character of yeah, Buffy the Vampire
0: right. Slayer. <laughs> and we're just going to pretend like you burned down the school as a 15-year-old and you're fine. Whatever. We're going to let that <laughs> one go. So anyways, I noticed that a girl knocks down Buffy's books, doesn't help her, even though she just pitched in in one of those uh you know quaint 1990s you know efforts to get people to like not litter but not even that just like don't throw your trash around the ground right it's like pitch in (laughs) what in a garbage can like did we not throw stuff away uh xander saying can i have you Mm. i think was so xander Perfect. Perfect early encapsulation of Xander, I have to say that. He's Um,
1: way more suave in the first episode than he ever is in the entire
0: show. Oh, totally. It's so weird. Totally.
1: But is it only weird retroactively? Is it weird initially when you watch it? Does it feel like, oh, "Oh, it's Buffy. I feel a pre-birthday spanking coming on. I curb that impulse if I were you, Xander. Shit, Cancel spanking. It was
0: just like a perfect teenage boy sort of... over the moon infatuated with this beautiful girl like we've all i've been there i mean i totally understand i don't know if i'd have the balls to say can i have you i mean that was awesome well i
1: mean it's i know but it's, it's but, but slip it's slip
0: hilarious because like what a what a slip up um and speaking of beautiful low-cut revealing tops on sarah and charisma I know. are low-cut i know and revealing
1: and high-rising because midriffs are the 90s so. and high-rising
0: yeah. because of midriffs and i also want to note you know there's a lot of problems with teachers in season one, we have an episode Teacher's Pet, right? With mm-hmm. a snake or whatever. She turns into a praying oh, mantis. Get okay.
1: it Jesus together, Daniel. You know. So
0: anyways, some nonsense is about to happen. But I just want to say the teachers at Sunnydale are terrible. Okay. Because she is asking poor Steve, who's probably prepared the entire episode to answer questions about the Black Death. She asks him the social impacts of the Black Death right as the bell rung. Now, do you not understand the concept of time is time not a thing I don't know maybe the hell mouth is (laughs) fucking with some shit but come on like I want to know what Steve's answer was because I think that I think that Cordelia and Buffy would benefit from it because they were in it. They were sharing a book, low-cut revealing tops. It was great. They were both in it. Mm-hmm. Why can't they know what the social effects are? And it seems like Steve. She called him without even a hand raise. It's she like she knew Steve had. Oh me. yeah, Steve got you. Yeah. Steve, can you really quickly? Let the, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck, Steve! Don't forget for the future. You want to crack that open, don't you? Oh yeah. Yeah, go for it.
1: I was also checking the
0: time. So we never see Steve again, which is really, I think, the, the point. Yes. Also, after that, Cordelia hangs out with Buffy and then it's like, oh, you don't have a book. You have to go to the library. Now, I went to a pretty posh school in Northern Virginia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never had to go to the library never for once. a book. Never. Yeah, they just have That's books. It's not a
1: thing. I mean, you get textbooks at the beginning of You class. get textbooks. And or you talk to your teacher.
0: Why is Cordelia doling out books? Because <laughs> again, if Cordelia wasn't like, hey, this girl's hot. She can be part of my posse. Buffy would literally come into this classroom and be like, what do you mean? Oh, now Cordelia also mentioned James Bader. Oh yeah. Buffy was into it. Yeah. They and I said the blacklist. And then she said Frappuccinos. She sure did. And she said that they were great. And I said, is that our safe word? <laughs> and then she said John Tesh. And I said, well, she said, hate him he's the devil and i said the fuck <laughs> who the fuck's john Tesh?
1: you know who john Tesh is right he's a, like a musician ish he's a singer
0: well if he has to say musician ish yeah, i don't think like anytime-ish.
1: he doesn't sing with his voice he's like ah, 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 that kind of thing ah, oh, john Tesh.
0: god <laughs> well i guess i see him being the devil i guess yeah.
1: so the thing We're, with starbucks just to go with the frappuccino oh, thing i think oh, that's yeah, what it is right. so
0: they, well, he does make a... He, Xander makes a reference later about that this being is a, a one Starbucks, Starbucks town. Because
1: yeah. they love to do this thing where Sunnydale is this tiny, tiny town, right? The estimated population is 30,000 people, right? Okay. But then they have this giant high school, which is actually yeah. Torrance High School, Torrance, California, which has a population of 150,000 people. And they act it like it's this... Idiotic, like, oh, it's a one Starbucks town. No, this school... You guys are ridiculous. Yeah. This town is way bigger than you say it is. Yes. But you're, you're adorable. Good, it's, good try.
0: And also, it's funny, Starbucks, I didn't know it was 20 years old. Yeah. I didn't know that that reference was even viable back then. Yeah. But it's become obviously.
1: Well, that's fan. what I'm saying. Like, in 1997, a one Starbucks town, like, you're talking about the majority of America, Xander. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing?
0: I, I don't even know. So anyways, <laughs> I Willow was, was drinking at a water fountain. And Cordelia told her to get the fuck
1: away. Cordelia in her
0: green pants. And she said something about Sears. And I was like, Sears is fine. I don't understand. And poor Willow just like, there's trauma there. A level of trauma that we're not prepared at this podcast to deal with. Yeah. Because Willow just lost it. And I would say that the events of season six were less about Tara and more about Cordelia's terrible violence against Willow. I'm I mean, so I mean there's a case upset. to be made.
1: I'm so sad
0: that you just <laughs> said that. We're going to move on immediately. So, the fucking bronze showed up out of nowhere, which was hilarious. And I'm glad it was season one because geez, obviously it was. I mean, I know everything happens in the bronze. Right. But when they said it, I laughed out loud. I <laughs> oh, forgot it existed. <laughs> um, I love that Cordelia. Just assumes again with the small town bullshit feel Mm -hmm. that assumes that they both have the same gym class. They haven't talked about school schedule. They're walking in. The bell goes off. I have to go this way. You go that way. I'll see you in gym. No, you won't. The plot device says that that guy's killed in gym, but we're not going to meet there, Cordelia. We don't even have to meet there. Why are we pretending that that's a thing? So I found that to be very strange. I didn't like it.
1: That Cordelia assumes that all people go to gym.
0: Yeah, or that they're going to the gym at the same time and we had gym all day oh, in really? high school yeah Oh, like well, again we had the same level of high school I did in Northern Virginia that Buffy has even though Buffy will say that it's like my mom's high school of 90 total people right. um, my high school was 1500 plus like that's the size of Buffy's Thing.
1: Yeah, Torrance High School that was filmed the same as Beverly Hills yeah. 90210 is a giant school.
0: It's a giant school, absolutely. So I love that um, Buffy walks into the library and just announces herself by saying hello. Because I, I know that when I need a book, I just walk into the Portland, to the Multnomah County Library of my choosing and I just announce, "Hello,
1: I need a book."
0: Nope, you don't even say I need a book. No, I'm just, saying, you just say hello. Just say hello. And then apparently, someone's supposed to come out and get me my book and tell you at your destiny. And then I have a, a note in um, a, a thousand font. This is Giles, <laughs> so I'm very excited that Giles <laughs> is in. here.
1: Me watching it again too. Yeah, because they are now in wide screen. Oh yeah, so totally. much Fox. Totally. It's like an actual movie quality, uh, all my dreams came true.
0: Just, I'm Giles.
1: But yeah, he looks great. He looks so... I mean, he is younger, obviously. He's 20 years younger than he is now, but like, extra subtly, extra jaw, giving me all the Giles. He's he's definitely a hottie, absolutely. So
0: locker room screams are loud. That's what I said. I was a little (laughs) taken aback by
1: that. Oh, deep cut. Found out on the Wikipedia page. That girl, those two girls that are talking about when the guy falls out of the locker, one of their names is like audacious or something uh, it's really ridiculous but she
0: gracious ass is audacious
1: <laughs> yes exactly she apparently in the the thing the very first episode of uh, angel oh no i guess it would be when cordelia gets her apartment somebody oh, calls her and it's that random girl no. it's supposed to be the same aurelia audacious on whatever her name is she says it and that's the two what? times that girl is ever on the show once <laughs> in real life and once on the phone quote unquote
0: oh that's kind of great yeah right that's a great uh, just wait for the angel podcast i mean we're probably gonna delve deep in no no god no god please no 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 that time that jesse calls
1: i think cordelia a bimbling idiot uh, no, he says that to Xander. He's like, oh, you've turned into a bibbling idiot. Like, who's so this bibbling? So what's a bibbling idiot? I think he, like, I think Joss Whedon was another, like, cutesy moment where instead of saying battling because that's too normal, we're going to say bibbling. Yeah. Although yeah. maybe that's a thing. Who knows? I wasn't, I wasn't really up on the hot California vocab. That's, that's
0: very true. Yeah. I mean, the library scene where that per- yeah, follows that, damn it, Proceeds. The library scene where Buffy comes in after that scene and basically kind of talks to Giles straight up about being a slayer. Right, here's the show. Like. Exactly. Here's the show. Giles gives us the great, you know, interpretation You're of slayer. his theme song. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a thing. The, the intro. I the... know, I said that wrong, though.
1: I'm as free as a bird now.
0: <gasps> I just want to say the master is the worst. Uh, until he shows up in season seven as uh the first like a, as the first yeah
1: i have a couple of, of defenses oh, for please. the master so Let for me, me i love the master because he gave me the phrase fruit punch mouth i mean later oh, i mean, it's say- buffy who gives it to him but right. i've used those words in my life so many <laughs> times because of the show so thank you for that i Correct. also like that he is so old that he's taken on characteristics uh, of a bat or like he's more of an animal than than any of them are right yeah. he's, he cannot he can't not be in vamp face right and the okay. only other vampire we see that's actually been transformed because of their age or their power is uh Kikistos, who has cloven hands uh in the third season the okay. one that's terrorizing faith right yeah uh and i think that's really interesting and i'm kind of bummed that the show yeah. doesn't play with that more so the master yes he's cheesy as fuck yeah, but as fuck. he I, I love fruit punch mouth i love that he's different i also there's a note on the, the Wikipedia page about they wanted him to actually rise out of blood but it was too hard to do Oh no, that so was- just like a weird wobbly puddle. Yes,
0: that was amazing. Yeah. I got to say that. Um, okay, I will try to, this season, give the master a little, more little into my heart. Yeah. However, I just want to say, I want to shout out California Parks and Rec because there's no world that they would allow this underground lair to just exist exists, yeah. without them knowing it. So I think that tarnishing their good name is one of those things that I'm just it, it, oh, you know yeah. inherently not on board with basically uh, anyways we see Joyce for the first time and I literally just shouted
1: Joyce oh my
0: God. she's the worst that, I mean, that undercut just no, man you yeah. gotta
1: give it to her that haircut's great
0: I, I know nothing because I was blinded by my rage of Joyce um,
1: she's not great
0: Joyce is the worst mom that's ever existed until I mean, season
1: four and then we I'm a positive
0: energy flowing she says a that. gallery I'm <laughs> like oh my god I know too many of you Joyce <laughs> like we watched this after we first moved here and now yeah. it's like this is a is this a Portlandia sketch this is a joke right <laughs> so anyways I'm, I'm not on board with that
1: with Joyce uh, the character <laughs> Oh, she's just such a terrible mom until season four she's and even it's like she's barely in season four she's only in one or two episodes and then in season five she's a great mom to dawn she's a great mom and then she to dies. Die. yes
0: uh okay as you know if your mom isn't great right now just wait for her season five
1: <laughs> wait for mom season five but then be careful, and then then be careful. if mom five. comes out
0: of nowhere with season five she's got some deep cut cancer we're gonna to have to talk about sunnydale ge- geography at some oh
1: moment. yeah it's um, well, a mess it's
0: a mess i mean in the, in this episode in particular we have fucking buffy you know leaving joyce's fake grips you know don't do anything bad don't go out oh but you're gonna go anyway whatever so joyce doesn't exist but they live in the burbs <laughs> as we see in the great Halloween episodes that are going to happen, but no, I'm just going to walk down to the quote downtown industrial area. Mm-hmm. That's like four blocks away, but yet enough that angels trailing me, but I can't tell, but I do tell, mm-hmm. but he can't tell that I do tell. I just, I was instantly over it. Cause I remember us completely trying to get Sunnydale under control mm-hmm. and also printing out, you know, hilarious maps. I mean, there were fun maps about like, what does Sunnydale look like? Yeah. But you can never tell how serious they are, because they are inherently hilarious, because the industrial docks are right next to, like, a children's play area. (laughs) It's like, well, there's a park there, there's a school here, and, like, the docks. Right. So where do people do anything?
1: Where do they live? Where's the school? Things like band candy, and all the
0: fun things, like, where's the main street? Where are Buffy meeting up uh, for the when it snowed on their Christmas episode? Mm -hmm. The fuck is it downtown? Yeah. So... Inherently Uh, confusing right off the bat.
1: There's a there's a map of Sunnydale, quote unquote, in principal Bob Flutie's office that's actually a map (sighs) of Santa Barbara. So, I, but I don't think we're supposed to take Sunnydale as Santa Barbara, a massive city uh, versus Sunnydale, what's no. supposed to be a city of 30,000 people. There's absolutely a bunch of different maps online oh, okay. of fi- fans that have done. Right, what like are going to maps. Though? But they're, they're, they're like three or four bad, yeah. streets big, you know? It's like Night Vale. Like they, this is a, oh. a theoretical map, of course, but there's yeah, no yeah. place in logic. Plus, you have to cram in 12 cemeteries. Yeah, that's what? <laughs> Huge
0: cemeteries, <laughs> yes. too. They're massive for fighting, basically. They're fighting arenas almost in mm. a way it's and they just didn't know i mean a california person Rec. i don't want to besmirch your name because there's but a, you didn't know you were on hell a hell Mountain. I mean,
1: cavern underneath the entire, entire city of Diego.
0: yeah do you not look for that is what i'm saying so angel i just want to say it hunk Right. hunk i don't That's bite mine come on yeah
1: hunk he just looks like Done. a little baby just a little baby <laughs> Is
0: there a problem, ma'am? Yeah, there's a problem. Why are you following me? I know what you're thinking. Don't worry. I don't bite, ma'am. As a fan of Angel, the the series, you know, at the time, I was spoiled by your interpretations. You were not a huge Angel fan. You didn't like, well, Angel, the show. Yeah. Uh, Angel on the... On Buffy, you were, you know, moderately whatever. About
1: no, that. I actually, uh, it's kind of the reverse for me. I don't like Angel the show, or I didn't. But then yeah. when you started watching it, I watched some episodes, and I, it was okay. Uh, but Angel, the character on Buffy, I could not stand. You could not stand. Could, could not stand. Gotcha. Because well, I, He's just like weird, second fiddle, and I don't. I don't
0: okay. Know, well, we're gonna explore that as we go on to see why that possibly might be. Although I think I know exactly why that is. <laughs> but uh, Angel in this was totally a hunk. Um, when Buffy talks about a year supply of turtle wax. That was really straight nineties, which made oh, me happy. Yeah. When they said the harvest was the reason, I thought of uh, Pawnee and Little Sebastian. Oh yes And uh, that, you know the Pawnee Harvest. Yeah. The nineties band is nineties. Sprung monkey. Sprung monkey. <laughs> Sprung, monkey.
1: <laughs> Sprung monkey. Sprung monkey, yes sir. Oh, I was they actually shouting, are so. playing at the Browns that night. That's like I thought you were about to say that they're playing at like the Wonder Ball yeah, might like next week. <laughs> they but might be. <laughs> but yeah, they're the band that's on the stage in the episode. And they also have like, three songs during the episode and a couple in the next one too.
0: Yikes. <laughs> uh, so, the, uh, the, okay. So now we're in the bronze. So yes. this is still episode one. We're in the, we're, we're in the bronze. And I absolutely love the scene where Buffy walks in fish out of water situation. And there's a guy waving at <laughs> <laughs> Buffy thinks this stranger is waving at her. But it's just waving at the dude behind her. Right. But there's nothing to that because the guy behind just waves nonchalantly. It seemed like the other guy was like, hey, friend, I'm at the front of the stage for this (laughs) 90s band. (laughs) But that's the end of it. Like, what the hell is that about? Have you ever waved to someone in a concert?
1: yeah to be like hey man I'm over here by the bar but have you ever just like
0: super waved to somebody just to say just to wave no 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 one does that that's not a thing so gay Willow in this scene is not very gay no she's not not yet Uh, quote life is short unquote Buffy Summers I mean, there's no better mantra to live under. Um, it's
1: almost like she comes up with the phrase Carpe Diem, but doesn't realize it. Carpe
0: Diem, yeah. It's like she's never watched uh, Dead Poet Society. Uh, Willow has seen that and basically would tattoo that onto her, her skull if she could. <laughs> that seems like something right up her alley.
1: Which leads her to go make bad choices with vampires.
0: Yeah. Terrible, terrible choices. But Buffy thankfully shaping up to be a good friend yeah, I was right? really into it she was just like I'm gonna be back I promise you I'm oh, going and I love that I thought oh instantly I'm just like oh that's great through the
1: whole episode they're all so happy and so cute so and cute. like so friends and then Willow makes so
0: terrible decisions to go off into she, all she wants to do is go to the ice cream bar that's not a thing. The Sunnydale ice cream bar. That's not a thing. Also, Near- where's the ice cream bar in relation to the rest of the town? We're into this situation again. Where does that go? Is that part of downtown or is this a food truck I you know, wonder, that you don't go to? Like, I don't understand. It's where. the
1: espresso pump, which shows up later. The coffee oh, shop. Oh, fuck Maybe off. that used to be
0: the ice cream bar. Oh, for God's sake. Anyway. But the downtown didn't exist for another season. I don't think we see that downtown in season one.
1: No, I don't think so. Because we yeah. need it
0: for Buffy yeah. and Angel. That's what we need it for. Yeah. When we need it, we're going to have it. Yeah. But right now, we have an ice cream bar that we willow quote unquote knows about because she's read the script and she has to say it but she's walking through and dude is like this is a shortcut and it's like there is never a shortcut to any ice cream bar on earth through a cemetery. do not go through
1: uh, well no. that's what she says that's the line correct?
0: uh through a cemetery obviously but also in general i'm mm-hmm. just saying your best way to get to an ice cream bar is straight on. Oh yeah. Don't take a shortcut. No,
1: never you don't need to. There's never an ice cream emergency wherein a shortcut would be justified anyway.
0: Correct. And so I have a question for you. Do we ever meet the bronze's owners? No, not that's my knowledge. Because no. Jesus Christ at the end of harvest, they just took over and it's just a pool of blood. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? How do you even come back from that? And, and you know, I see someone like Joyce being like, cool, that's fine. Like we're here in a, just a bloodletting town but the rest of them (laughs) are just like the rest of them are like i don't want my kid to go to the bronze and i think that's a fair thing like hey there's a massacre over there there's vampires everywhere so our kids shouldn't go and that's going to become a a recurring trope is that these kids go to this fucking school with these fucking vampires (laughs) fucking werewolves and
1: no one fucking cares and that is hilarious until moo who the fuck's Moo? It's Gingerbread uh, Season 3. Oh, for when yeah, with she forms... And, oh, my God. But even the that, mothers, you're doing the a occult. play or whatever. And nice it's like, acronym, Mom. Oh, God, choice.
0: <laughs> oh, these are like... You're bringing back these flashbacks that I don't want right now. I'm just saying, I can't believe that this is happening already. And also... Apparently it $5,000 every, time, every time you stake someone. The first time she stakes someone, somebody off screen just threw a bunch of sand <laughs> on the screen. But the rest of them, I mean, in Harvest, they actually showed them. Yeah. And they were terrible per use,
1: per use, which is awesome. So, like, we're basically at, right at the end of Hellmouth. It's the end. And Hellmouth ended the, pretty well. well it, it, yeah, it ended right with uh, Luke's coming after Buffy. She's laying yes. in the coffin. Oh, girl's gonna get it. And then boom and then boom to be continued to be continued now we're in the harvest and now we're in the harvest yes up in horsey heaven here's a thing you trade your legs for angels' wings and once we've all said goodbye you take a running leap and you learn